On today's episode of the Keto Cam Podcast, we bring on award-winning urologist and sexual medicine expert, Dr. Judson Brandeis. Even before COVID, the longevity of white middle-aged men was declining. And it was declining because of alcohol, because of suicide, and because of opioids. I mean, how sad is that? And men are half as likely to go to the doctor as women. You know, there's this ethos that, you know, we're tough, we can take care of ourselves, but you know, sometimes you can't. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, hey, Keto Camper. I hope you're having an exceptional day today, and I just know it's going to get even better because of the conversation you're about to hear with Dr. Brandeis. First and foremost, thank you for pressing play and spending part of your day with me. I don't know if I am accompanying you on your walk right now or on your way to work or home from work. Maybe you're washing dishes and maybe you're working out, but thank you for bringing me along with you so I could be a part of your day. I'm super grateful for that. Today's conversation is all about men's health. Now, if you are a woman listening to this, don't just say, oh, this is not for me. You have men in your life whether it's a husband, a boyfriend, a friend, a coworker, you have men in your life. And if you could understand their health and their hormones better, it's going to help your relationship. It's going to help your communication with them. It's going to help you understand them better. So women, listen to this episode too. But for men, this is especially for you. And I felt like we're 500 plus episodes into the Keto Camp podcast, which is super cool. And uh, we've never really, I mean, I shouldn't say never. We've only had a handful or so of episodes focused specifically on men's health. So I'm glad, I'm happy to bring this episode to the forefront in a recent conversation with one of the top experts on men's health, Dr. Judson Brandeis, because I felt like we've been neglecting you guys out there, and I'm sorry for that. And we're making up for that today. So we're going to dive deep into Judson's backstory uh, very interesting backstory. He, he's been in the game for a very long time, and his history is super fascinating. What a, what a smart guy, and he's he's done a lot of work and research and has a lot of credentials. But besides that, his new book called The 21st Century Man, Advice from 50 Top Doctors and Men's Health Experts So You Can Feel Great, Look Good, and Have Better Sex, has been called the Dude Bible or the magnum opus of men's health. It is a big book. It's probably the biggest book that I own or one of the biggest books that I own. And it's just loaded with amazing information. He, he kind of did what Tony Robbins has done 
with uh, Tony's books. Tony has his recent book called Life Force, and he has his book about money, master the game. And what, what Tony did is he interviewed the best of the best to write those books. And that's similar to what Judson has done with his 21st Century Man. He interviewed 60 board-certified doctors and men's health experts and formulated that into a book. So we'll dive deep into that book. You're going to learn about the single biggest health challenge facing American men. We're going to dive deep into the most common health causes of premature death in men and smart ways to reduce risk. We'll get into the topic of why most men don't go to the doctor. Judson states that 60% of men don't regularly see a doctor, while half, nearly half of men don't even talk about their health at all. And that's a problem. And he's going to identify how to fix that. We talk about avoiding diabetes and some of the research of Dr. Jerry Stein, his favorite ways to test body fat. We'll get into testosterone. Uh, this is a very common question I get asked all the time from men. Hey, Ben, how do I boost my testosterone levels naturally? And he'll get into three of his favorite methods for naturally raising your testosterone levels. So stay tuned for that. And how do you even test your testosterone levels? He'll talk about the three methods of testing testosterone and why he has a favorite method. We'll get into total testosterone, free testosterone, sex hormone binding globulin, which is also a blood marker, which if that's high, it will bind exactly what's in the name of it, your available testosterone. We'll get into other markers to get tested, which is luteinizing hormone, LH, and follicle-stimulating hormone, FSH, and he'll identify what it means if it's too high or too low. We get into DHEA and how it's a testosterone precursor, and then we'll get into estrogen. He said testosterone and estrogen are only different by one hydrogen molecule, and he'll go deeper into those two um, hormones. He's going to bust the myth that high testosterone levels lead to prostate cancer. He says, and this makes a lot of sense, I agree with him, how does higher testosterone levels lead to prostate cancer when men with low testosterone, meaning aging men, are the ones developing prostate cancer at a higher rate? He believes testosterone could actually be protective against prostate cancer. He'll get into how increasing testosterone reduces your risk of type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and Alzheimer's. And we'll get into something interesting. Men, you might really like this topic, the P-Long study. Okay, it's a clinical study. It was a six-month study. And it is a proven method to increase the length, almost an inch, of the penis size. Not only the length, but also girth, half an inch. And uh, we'll reference that study in the link down below, but he'll get into that, how it works, and, and so much more. You're going to love Dr. Brandeis. There was so much more I wanted to cover with him that we didn't have time for. So I'll bring him back next year. In the meantime, enjoy today's conversation. I'm going to reference his book down below, the P-Long study down below, the timestamps down below. You could also watch the video format of today's interview on our YouTube channel. Every single interview that you listen to on the Keto Camp Podcast, I don't know if you knew this, but you could watch it. You could watch the video format on our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel has over 165,000 subscribers, an amazing community. And my editor, Cameron, does a great job at those video edits with making it look engaging, with timestamps. It's just so well done. So you could watch that. 
as well as listen to it today. I want to take a minute to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day from Juana. Juana says, the Keto Camp Podcast is bright and informative, and Juana gives the show five stars. Here is what Juana said. Ben brings an awesome verve to his podcast. He has a genuine interest in his guests, covering topics from dental health to, of course, the keto diet. There's a lot to unpack here, so be prepared. Highly recommend for anyone who's interested in their health. Thank you, Juana. We do cover a lot of topics, not just keto. I know it's called the Keto Camp Podcast, but we cover pretty much every single area of health that is of importance, including dental health, including mindset, including fasting, including carnivore, including toxicity, including detox, including essential oils, including pretty much everything. So thank you so much for listening and for taking the time to leave that review. If you have not left the Keto Camp podcast a rating or a review, pause the show right now and please leave that rating and review and maybe I'll read yours and maybe I'll give you a shout out on the next episode. I have something exciting to share with you. We are going to be hosting another free seven-day keto challenge. And this is going to be our best one yet. We've done this in the past, and we've had people join from all over the world. And for seven days, we're going to take a deep dive into the science of keto, the science of intermittent fasting. But not only that, we're going to get into the carnivore diet, how to practice keto flexing for long-term results, What about insulin resistance and diabetes? How do you do keto and fasting for that? What if you're a woman versus a man? How do you do it differently? We'll get into that. And we have confirmed special guest speakers for this upcoming challenge. And I'm going to reveal them right now. So the challenge starts on January 9th, 2023, which is a Monday, when what a perfect way to start the year off with me and my special guest. So here are our confirmed speakers for our next challenge. We have Dr. Mindy Pels, who is a rock star. She just released her new book, Fast Like a Girl, and she's a leading authority on how to practice intermittent fasting for women, and she's going to talk about that during the challenge. Our second speaker is Dr. Daniel Pampa, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, my personal mentor, He's going to come on and talk about diet variation and fasting strategies, and he's going to blow your mind and teach you how incredible the human body is. Next, we have Megan Ramos. Megan is a dear friend of mine, and she works hand-in-hand with Dr. Jason Fung, and she's going to come on and teach you how to practice ketosis and intermittent fasting to reverse type 2 diabetes and insulin resistance. And our final confirmed speaker is Dr. Boz. You probably follow her on her amazing YouTube channel. Dr. Annette Boz has been on the show before, and she's going to come on during this challenge and teach you all about testing your blood glucose levels, A1C, what does it mean, how to uh, get the right test done, and how to use keto and fasting for brain health, and how to overcome addiction, diabetes, depression, and autoimmune problems. We have some other special speakers and surprises that I'm not going to reveal yet. And we are giving away over $10,000 in free prizes for those who join us from our official sponsors. We're going to give away six months worth of coffee from Purity Coffee, a Redmond's Real Salt and Electrolyte Bundle. We're going to give away a bundle from Paleo Valley. We're going to give away boxes of good ideas 
functional sparkling water. We're going to give away health codes, keto shakes, kettle and fire bone broth, kinetic exogenous ketone bottles, and pure form supplements, and a one-year membership to our signature program, the Keto Camp Academy. That alone is $4,000 in retail. So if you want to join us for seven days and qualify to win these free prizes and watch our amazing speakers, this is for you. Let's start 2023 off with a bang. It starts January 9th and it finishes on January 16th. All you need to do is go to ketocampchallenge.com. Remember, camp is spelled with a K. ketocampchallenge.com or click the link in the podcast notes below and register your free spot. It is completely free. You have a couple of options to upgrade your experience. Other than that, it is free, and I can't wait to have you on this challenge. It is going to be our best one yet. And yes, you could join from anywhere in the world. It is not only in in the United States. You could join from anywhere. All you need is internet access and access to Facebook. KetoCampChallenge.com. I can't wait to start the new year off with you. Okay, let's have an amazing conversation about men's health with Dr. Judson Brandeis. Dr. Judson Brandeis is honored to have been voted top urologist in the San Francisco Bay Area by San Francisco Magazine from 2014 to 2020. In February 2019, he opened up his comfortable office in San Roman, where he focuses his practice entirely on men's sexual health and rejuvenation. Brandeis, MD is a natural leader in technology and innovations in sexual medicine. Dr. Brandeis is the National Director of Clinical Excellence for Gainswave and created and runs the SWEET study, the largest study of shockwave therapy for erectile dysfunction ever performed. Brandeis MD was one of the first offices in California for offer PT-141 oxytocin and A4 morphine for erectile dysfunction. Here is the man, Dr. Brandeis. Hey, Doc, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having It's been like, I've been waiting for this moment for such a long time. So I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, me too. And I was telling you offline that thank you for being flexible because for the audience who's not aware of what we're talking about, we were scheduled, I think, in August or July and I got COVID. Uh, my mentor, Dr. Pompa, gave me COVID out of all people, right? And I messaged you. I'm like, dude, I can't make this podcast. And you sent me all this amazing information and you sent some supplements and your amazing book. So thank you for being so generous. And I'm glad we're back and, and we're doing it now. So I'm pumped about that, Judson. Absolutely. Well, you know, I have even more to talk about now. Ooh, yeah. So it was a perfect timing. And man, like for those watching on YouTube, you got to look at this book that I'm holding in my hands right now. It's about 900 pages. But don't get scared if you're not a reader because it's so well written. You collaborated with 50 doctors. So it's called The 21st Century Man, and it's available on paperback, Audible. How long is it on Audible, by the way? I'm just curious, time-wise. Oh, it's like 40 hours. <laughs> Did you narrate it? Did you narrate I narrated about a sixth of the book. So I, there's a narrative that I have that goes through the book that's kind of the hero's journey, and I do introductions to each section because I, you know, it's important for me like I handpicked each author and I handpicked the chapters to create kind of a narrative for midlife men, right? So there's aesthetics and there's, um, there's addiction and there's exercise and there's nutrition and there's 
sexual health and urology and uh, specialty health. So, I mean, there's a whole narrative that goes along with the book. And so I, I was the one that did the audio for those things, but the rest of the chapters, I just, it was too much. That's a lot. Well, congrats because, and good job to you for even doing that. Um, I know what a pain in the butt it is personally when I recorded my audio book for my book, Keto Flex. It's like seven hours, six hours, but oh my gosh, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And the fact that yours is that long. I love that you offer that though, because some people are more listeners. So if you are an audible, go get the book and just chip away at it. You're going to learn so much. And yeah, it's even much more than what you just said. You talk about gratitude and journaling and all these things that I love. And we'll get into that for sure. But you know, share your story because this is the first time you're on my show. Some of my audience members might be new to you. So I know you are a rock star in the men's health space and the health space in general. But maybe if you could share your hero's journey and how you got started. Yeah, you know, so I, I am an interesting cat. So <laughs> I, I grew up in New York. I went to Brown University. I was a history major, but I always knew I wanted to go into medicine. After undergrad, I did a year of research at American Red Cross in Rockville, Maryland. I worked for Harold T. Merriman, who's the guy that figured out how to freeze blood. So you can't just take blood and throw it in the freezer. You have to prepare it so that the red blood cells don't pop. And Harold figured that out and saved you know untold numbers of people's lives by figuring that out. Then I went off to Vanderbilt for medical school, took a year off during medical school to do Howard Hughes Medical Institute-sponsored research at Harvard Medical School on transplantation immunology because I was, I was really interested in kidney transplants. And that's where they did the first successful living-related kidney transplant and won the Nobel Prize for that. And then I went back to Vanderbilt, finished up uh, medical school, and then I went off to UCLA and uh, did two years of surgery and four years of urology. And part of that, I also did research with Mark Litwin in uh, health outcomes and prostate cancer, and then went into private practice and helped build uh, robotic surgery. So we had the second da Vinci surgical robot in the country, uh, and I helped pioneer surgical robotics. I built a kidney stone center. I helped pioneer MRI-guided prostate biopsies. And then about three, four years ago, I became really interested in regenerative urology. So the ability to help men who have lost blood flow to the penis restore that blood flow through shockwave therapy, PRP, and a bunch of other stuff. And, and then I got into hormonal therapy and I got into physical rejuvenation. Uh, I work with BTL with, on their M-Sculpt and M-Cella. I do clinical research. And, uh, and write books and do podcasts. And, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. I just, every day is like a new day at work. I'm trying to figure out what we're doing that day. That's really impressive. Um, it sounds like you were, went to school for 20 years. How long were you in school for? Oh, gosh. I finished residency when I was 33. Wow. 32, 33, something like that. Yeah. Well, that's impressive. I, I, I love how committed you are. Not a lot of people do all that. Were you always like that growing up? You were just like somebody who was just like... You know, I was... Uh, I've always been a hard worker. I was a triathlete. I was a, a runner. And I just... I never minded sort of the the grunt work. I, I could always outwork. I, I might not be able to beat you in a sprint, but I keep going. And I'll get you at the finish. It's a great quality. And what gave you the idea to write this beast. <laughs> they call it oh, the, the dude Bible. COVID. Some people call it, huh? COVID did. Okay. Yeah. COVID. What a blessing. Like I had restarted my practice. I, w I went from a general urology practice to just a private pay men's health, men's sexual health practice. And then COVID shut my practice down. And I'm not one of those people that just sits around and, and watches TV. And so I said, well, let me just I write a, a little book about sexual medicine. And then 
as my patients were coming in, they would say, well, you know, uh, I'm not, not a good sleeper. And if you're not a good sleeper and you don't get into REM sleep and you don't get nighttime erections, that can affect erectile function. So I'm like, well, we need a chapter on sleep. And then I have patients, you know, with heart disease and that affects erectile dysfunction. So then I got a cardiologist to write about that. And, and so it just kind of, it just kind of built on itself. And then, you know, if your relationships are crappy, if you don't get along with your spouse, you're not going to be physically intimate. And so, you know, I said, well, we need a section on relationships. And then if you're depressed or anxious, so then I was like, well, we need a, a, a section on mental health. You know, the end, there's an amazing chapter on inspiration written by Brian Bandmiller, who's a, a national news correspondent who's interviewed every president and business leader. And then there's a great chapter on gratitude, which is really, to me, an essential component of living a good life. And then a friend of mine wrote a chapter on legacy, my business advisor, which, you know, at the end of all of this, I mean, think about how many thousands of people, you know, you've helped lose weight and, and really turn their life around. You've and your books and everything, you've left a tremendous legacy that people will remember you about. Uh, and, you know, I think that's important for, for all of us going through life. You don't want to go through life and just take, 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 take. You want to, you want to give, you want to have something that people can remember you about. Amen. I, I I love that you have a chapter all about gratitude. I'm all about that. And we'll, we'll talk more about that later. I call it vitamin G, the strongest vitamin in the world. I have t-shirts that show vitamin G on it. It's just so powerful and it's free. And you can't overdose. Yeah. But I want you to make the case because I was telling you before we hit record that unfortunately, out of the 500 episodes that were in with the Keto Camp podcast, less than 10 of them have really been focused on men's health. And there's a crisis and I want you to share some of the stats out there. But why is this so important to you? And for the woman listening, why is it important for her to stay on this podcast and listen the whole way through? Yeah, I mean, men's health in this country is a catastrophe. So 100 years ago, men used to live one year less than women. Now men live five years less than women, right? So, you know, it's a deterioration. And even before COVID, the longevity of white middle-aged men was declining. And it was declining because of alcohol, because of suicide, and because of opioids. I mean, how sad is that? And men are half as likely to go to the doctor as women. You know, there's this ethos that, you know, we're tough, we can take care of ourselves, but, you know, sometimes you can't. And you have to learn how to take care of yourself because what you're doing in your 20s and 30s, when you feel like you're invincible, have consequences in your 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. You know, you don't want the 60-year-old you looking back on the 30-year-old you saying, dude, you really messed me up. You want the 60-year-old you saying, you know, thank you so much. You know, you really started eating better. You started exercising. You stopped drinking. You stopped smoking. You really started taking care of yourself. And because of that, when I'm 60, my erectile function's good. I'll be able to run around with the grandkids. You know, I'll be able to travel. I'll be able to enjoy life. But it's really the health habits that you get into in your 20s and 30s and 40s that shape the whole rest of your life. That's a great explanation. Looking at your your future, your 60-year-old self, and what kind of conversation are you going to have? Is it going to be you know a happy one? Thank you so much for taking care of your body. Or is it going to be one of regret? Because you're right. Yeah. It's these accumulated hits that we take over time. 
And you might not feel it right away, but over time, you better believe the compound effect is both positive or negative, depending on what you feed into. Did you know that 51% of Americans are reportedly taking a multivitamin and they think it's making them healthier? In this one study of 14,641 men, half were given a multivitamin while the other half were given a placebo. After over a decade of treatment, the multivitamin did not reduce the risk of cardiovascular events, stroke, or cardiovascular-related death. Another study focused on 21,000 people in the United States who took either a daily multivitamin or not. After undergoing health tests, the multivitamin group showed no higher psychological, physical, or functional health. Most multivitamins are synthetic and harshly processed. They contain ingredients that actually make your liver work overtime. Not good, especially if you already have a sluggish liver. It's always better to get nutrients your body needs in the form of whole foods. The solution is organ meat. And if you're anything like me, you probably don't like the taste of organ meat. So what I personally use and recommend is a organic organ meat complex, which is some of the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet. Richest source of natural vitamin A, B12, and additional B vitamins, iron, niacin, folate, phosphorus, zinc, selenium. I personally take Paleo Valley's Organ Meat Complex, and it is grass-fed and finished. It's all the benefits of organ meats without that nasty taste. Let's get back to our ancestral roots, and you could get a bottle or more of Paleo Valley's Organ Meat Complex and any of their products for 15% off. All you need to do, Keto Camper, is head over to paleovalley.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout, and you could get 15% off your entire order. They have beef sticks, apple cider vinegar complex, vitamin C complex, and many other incredible products. Head over to paleovalley.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout, or click the link down below in the podcast notes. Now, what about the, the woman listening to this show right now or watching on YouTube, why should she stick around for the whole episode? Yeah, uh, you know, so a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about relates to women also. I mean, a lot of the things that keep men healthy also keep women healthy. But you know, men are half of the planet. And, you know, happy wife, happy life. And that's such a trite expression, but I have to learn it, (laughs) relearn it like every week or every day. (laughs) But you know, at the same time, if your husband's pissed off and grumpy, Uh, It's going to make your life miserable. And there are really some gems in the book. So there's one chapter on what you can do as a woman to support and help your husband. There's another chapter in the book, which I've never seen written in any men's health books or magazines, which is what men need to know about menopause, right? I mean, you're 55, your husband's 55, everything's going great. And then all of a sudden you hit menopause. And if your husband doesn't understand what's going on, your relationship's going to go in two different directions. But if your husband understands what menopause is all about, that it's hormonal, that it's natural, that it's just part of life, that there are things you can do, you know, if you believe in taking hormones, um, you know, understanding how the vagina ages and how you have to change your sexual practices based on that kind of thing. If you really understand that, you can continue being sexually active and you can continue that important part of your relationship in your life And you just have to read the chapter to understand that. And then there's even an amazing chapter. And that chapter was written by a good friend of mine, Russ Bartels, who's a a urogynecologist, amazing guy. And he understands 
from a male's perspective, what men need to know about menopause, because he takes care of men and women, and he's a gynecologist. And then there's an amazing chapter written by Susan Bratton, who's a good friend of mine, who's a, a, an amazing internet sex coach and intimate wellness advisor on how to please a woman. It's it's worth buying the book just for that. Yeah, seriously. And the book is kind of like, and you could tell me if you agree, you don't have to read it start to finish. You could kind of just go to which chapter you're in, most interested. Is that correct? Absolutely. I actually put a note when we send the books out telling people, read the introduction, read the first chapter of The Hero's Journey, look at the uh, table of contents because the table of contents is like six or seven pages, and then pick and choose what chapters you want to read. It's not every chapter is made for every person. Yeah. And you gave me a nice little note, very high class of you. I see here, Ben, you are a hero in your own life's journey. I love it. Thank you so much for that handwritten note. Very classy. And Susan Bratton, we love her. We've had her on the show um, oh, a yeah, couple of months awesome. ago. She, she's so much fun. All right, let's talk about erectile dysfunction. What, what percentage of men in America have erectile dysfunction? Yeah, so it, there was a huge study called the Massachusetts Male Aging Study, the biggest study of men in the United States. And what that showed is give or take 40% of men in their 40s, 50% of men in their 50s, 60% of men in their 60s, 70% of men in their 70s have some degree of erectile dysfunction. So basically 50%, half of men over 50 will have some degree of erectile dysfunction. Wow. So pretty much, so 40%, 40s, 50%. So as you go into each decade, you actually increase to 10%. Well, in this study. Okay. And you mentioned the role of sleep. You said if you're not getting proper REM sleep, deep sleep, you're not getting nighttime erections, that's a problem. Could you get into that a little bit more? Yeah, so nighttime erections, you know, the penis is really a, a tremendous barometer of health. So in your 20s or 30s, every morning you wake up with an erection, uh, you know, your, your circulation is great, you haven't developed any atherosclerotic changes. But maybe in your 40s, or maybe in your 50s, depending on how you take care of yourself, the morning erections, which are a reflection of nighttime erections, begin to wane. Right? And that's your first sign that your circulation isn't as good as it used to be, right? 10 years after you lose morning erections, you'll begin to lose erections, you know, when you want to get them, you know, with your partner, right? And that's another sign that your circulation isn't working as well as it should. So if all you do is just pop a couple of Viagra pills, you're missing a huge reminder from your body, which says your circulation isn't as good because 10 years after the development of erectile dysfunction, on average, men will have a heart attack or some sort of need, some sort of cardiac intervention, stroke, angioplasty, something, right? Because the arteries going to the penis are one or two millimeters and they're out in the periphery. So they're going to get clogged 10 years before the arteries to the heart, which are three to four millimeters and are more central. So if you just, you know, go to get Roman or Blue Chew or whatever and, and get your Viagra and don't listen to the message that your body is sending you, your body, you know, your penis is like, it's got an on switch and an off switch. If it's in the off position, you know, call in the technician. You got to take that really seriously. And if you don't, you're going to get a heart problem. And the problem is the first sign of heart disease in 25% of men is sudden death. Right. So that that's like, you know, it's not like a video game where you can put another quarter in. That's it. I had a patient 47 years old, 
and he came with erectile dysfunction and he, it had been going on for five or six years. And he thought it was related to, you know, having a kid five or six years ago. And I said, no, dude, you know, he was South Asian. So Indian people have a higher level of atherosclerotic disease at a younger age. I said, you need to get a heart scan and you need to change your, your diet and your exercise, so on and so forth. And, and so he changed his diet, changed his exercise, but he didn't get the heart scan. Two months later, he was riding his bike, had a heart attack. Fortunately, he had listened to me. He called his wife. They got him to the hospital right away, and he didn't have any permanent damage to his heart muscle. But that's a possibility. Yeah. Well, and there's a possibility that he wouldn't even make it off the bike. That's wild. So you, when you say get a heart scan, are you referring to a coronary artery calcium score? Yeah, exactly. It's like 200 bucks in my neighborhood. And, you know, I live in a expensive neighborhood. It takes one minute and it gives you a tremendous amount of information. Have you seen with those scans, I'm just curious, if somebody has a score of, let's say, 200 or 400, whatever it is, they have, they have some sort of calcium. Have you seen anybody lower that number? The short answer to that is no, because I send those people to the cardiologist and the cardiologist kind of do their thing. And then at that point, you know, they're getting angiograms and those kind of things. So they're not getting heart calcium scans again. Got it. So it's no, but maybe just not sure because you're not looking at yeah, like a Yeah. I mean, you know, like one of my patients, we got a heart scan on him and he was, was eight, 800. Wow. Right. Yeah. So th three days later, and he was 52. Right. And so six days later, he had a six vessel bypass. You wow. know, you're not getting hard calcium scans anymore no, at no. that point. <laughs> but you know, for all the all the ladies out there, if your husband is experiencing erectile dysfunction, it's an indicator that there is underlying cardiovascular disease. Right, the penis isn't the only thing in the body whose blood vessels are getting clogged. Blood vessels all over the body are getting clogged, and you know the holidays are coming up. Spend 200, 250 bucks, get him a heart calcium score. Because uh, you may just save his life. Yeah. And you want that to be zero, by the way. That's that's the optimal number yeah. right there. Um, yeah. Regarding erectile dysfunction, what are maybe the top three contributors that lead to ED? Yeah. I mean, ED is a measure of just sort of general circulation, right? So if you're eating poorly, especially uh, have high cholesterol, then you're going to cause atherosclerotic disease, blockages of your arteries. And that's going to contribute to poor circulation, right? Smoking, you're going to damage the endothelium, the inner lining of blood vessels, going to cause cardiovascular disease. Obesity, right? Obesity does a couple of things. First of all, it makes testosterone turn into estrogen, right? So in the adipose tissue, in the fatty tissue, you convert testosterone into estrogen called aromatization, right? And so a high estrogen, low testosterone ratio is going to change your ability to get an erection. In addition, you know, the fat and the high triglycerides are going to end up clogging the blood vessels and it makes it much less likely that you're going to exercise. So you live a much more sedentary life that makes your testosterone go down and your cardiovascular system doesn't work quite as well. And it contributes to type 2 diabetes. And God forbid you get type 2 diabetes. Your life is, I mean, you're health and your life really and your ability to get an erection and your ability to enjoy life fully is really tremendously compromised. It's a great explanation because the ED, the erectile dysfunction, 
is not the actual problem to your point. It, it is a result of the problem. It is a symptom, right? And just by taking a pill, taking something, you're kind of just masking the symptom. You're putting, you're covering up the check engine light instead of pulling the car over and saying what's actually yeah, it's wrong. it's like playing whack-a-mole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you hit the mole, right? But the, the, you know, the machine's going to keep popping them up. Right, exactly. It doesn't work. Maybe short-term, temporarily, you, you feel better, but it's not getting to the cause. So the cause you said is multifactorial. It could be smoking, maybe too many uh, LDL particles in your cholesterol, obesity, sedentary lifestyle, type 2 diabetes. So when you address all that, by default, then you actually end up getting the erections and you actually get better blood flow, correct? Absolutely. I can, you know, I, I do this thing with my patients. I can tell you how to improve your health in 10 seconds. Go ahead. Elevator pitch. Don't drink. Don't smoke. Don't do drugs, exercise every day, don't eat too much food, stretch every day, meditate every day, get a good night's sleep, and be nice to other people. That's good. That's good. I like that. Everybody write that down. And it's all free. And it's all free. That is true. And that is very true. And you save money because you're not overeating. You're going to save yeah, some money. Yeah, and alcohol is not cheap. That's right. Okay. Now, the next topic is a very popular one that I get from men all over the world, and I'm sure you do as well, which is, Doc, my testosterone is low. What can we do about low testosterone? Yeah. And, you know, as a society, our testosterone is low and it's getting lower, right? So if you look at studies and compare your grandfather's testosterone to your testosterone, it's probably about 30% less. And... So there's a couple of reasons for that. So first of all, you know, there's all sorts of crap in our food supply, you know, plastics and, and processed food and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not an expert in that, but, you know, I, I know that it can't be good for us eating all the processed food that we eat. But more important than that, right, is if you're a, like a hunter out on the high plains and you're taking down wildebeests and buffaloes, you need a lot of testosterone because it's really hard to kill a big animal, Right. And if you're a farmer, farmers work really hard. They don't kill big animals, you know, out on the plains, but they still need a fair amount of testosterone to, you know, to wake up every morning and till the fields and, and do the likes livestock. Now, if you're sitting at a desk, especially if you're sitting with a laptop sitting in your lap, you don't need that much testosterone and your body is really smart. Your body's only going to make what it needs. And your body is saying, well, I'm not hunting any wildebeest and I'm not working on the farm every day. I'm just sitting here, you know, on the computer. So I don't need to make that much testosterone. And then, you know, the reason my testicles are outside my body is because sperm and testosterone production takes place best at 97.1 degrees instead of 98.6 degrees. And now all of a sudden I'm putting a hot laptop on my groin and things aren't working as well from, from that perspective either. So you know, guys come into my office that are 35, 40 years old, and they have the testosterone of a 75, 80 year old. Jeez. Okay. So guys and, and females, stop putting your laptop on your lap. I know it's called a laptop, but just don't follow that yeah. name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep it away. Exactly. I see that all the time and it, it drives me nuts. Okay. So what are some natural things we can do? I know you already kind of said it in that 10 to 15 second spiel, but maybe you could get a little bit more specific, testosterone specifically. Yeah, so, you know, specifically in, in terms of testosterone, exercise really is critical. What type? You know, that's a, a great question. And any would be, is any is better than none? Um, 
you know, weightlifting, especially lower leg weightlifting, you know, squats and those kind of things, quads, I think are, are really good. And then I honestly, I haven't seen a study specifically looking at types of exercise and its effects on um, testosterone production. But for my guys over 40, I always recommend what I call the ABC exercise protocol, right? So A is for ambulate, right? So walk, run, Stairmaster, treadmill. B is for bike. And C is for circuit training. Circuit training is get a whole bunch of different exercises and then doing them repeatedly, right? And the reason it's A, B, C, and then repeat is because once you get to about 40 or 50, it takes you two to three days to recover. So if you put a really good workout on the treadmill, you're going to need two to three days of recovery. You know, it's not like, like my son runs competitively. He can run pretty hard at every other day and he can run every day. I can't do that anymore. I ran competitively, but I need to take two days off between running. And, you know, there's a physiologic basis for that. And then you get on the bike. And on the bike, I do high intensity interval training because I just installed the VO2 max machine in my office and I'm really into boosting my VO2 max. So my VO2 max was 45, which for a 55 year old is not too bad. But the only way to boost VO2 max is high intensity interval training where you get your heart rate and your body up to your aerobic threshold. That's good. And I want to get into the VO2 max a little bit more, but I want to stay on the topic of the testosterone. Yeah. Talk a little. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, I no, digress. no worries. Yeah, I'm glad you gave that little, you dropped that little thing because we could uh, let it marinate and we'll get back to it. But testosterone, you mentioned that you have 40-year-olds who come into the office and they have the testosterone of a 70-year-old. How do you test? What's the best way to test testosterone? What else are you looking at? And what are the optimal ranges that you consider optimal? Yeah, so... You can test saliva, you can test blood stick on capillary, but I just had this discussion with a patient this morning. I test blood from a venous blood draw first thing in the morning, okay? Because the thing is, like saliva might give you a, an idea of what things might be, a capillary blood stick might give you an idea, but if you're considering going on testosterone, that's a big life-changing decision, and there are very significant consequences of doing that. You shouldn't just like, it's not a light decision. And so you need a real lab test and it's gotta be done first thing in the morning because the thing is your testosterone is highest first thing in the morning and then you use up your testosterone as the day goes on and then when you're sleeping, your testosterone recharges, right? And so if you, you, sleep, know, you have to get enough. If you sleep, yeah, if you don't, if you don't get good sleep, then geez, your testosterone is going to be low. And guess why? You know, you're not going to build muscle because you build muscle when you sleep. You're not going to be psychologically as intact because you process emotions and things that go on during the day when you sleep. Your erections aren't going to be good because guess what? Your body practices getting erections when you sleep. So, you know, six to eight hours of sleep is really essential for health. And if you're not getting six to eight hours of sleep a day, your body's going to break down. You know, it's just one of those things you can in your 20s and 30s and maybe you're in your 40s you can compensate for that, but in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s you're going to pay the price. Yeah. And I always tell my students to track your sleep. You know, 6 to 8 hours of sleep is great, but 
do you know how much REM and deep you're getting? So if you could get two hours of each, that would be terrific. But a lot of some people might be getting six hours of total sleep, but less than an hour of REM, less than an hour of deep, but they wouldn't know unless they're tracking it. So tracking it would be a great idea because then you can make some changes and see if it improves. I use the aura ring to track it, but there's other metrics out there. Um, oh, but we were, we were talking about um, testosterone and lab tests. Yes. Okay, so you got to get your total testosterone, right? But more important than total testosterone is free testosterone, okay? And so let me explain all this. So your testicle makes testosterone, but it doesn't store testosterone. So the gallbladder, right, the liver makes bile and the gallbladder stores bile. And when you eat a meal with a lot of fat, the gallbladder squeezes sends the bile out, emulsifies fat, digests fat, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But the testicle, you know, testicle makes four to seven milligrams of testosterone a day, but it doesn't store it. It sends it right out into the bloodstream. And the way that your body stores testosterone is it binds testosterone to protein, right? So there's something called sex hormone binding globulin. Globulin is kind of another name for protein. And so testosterone binds to SHBG. It also binds to albumin, which is another protein, but most tightly it binds to SHBG, okay? And 98%, give or take 1% of your testosterone should be bound. And that way you have a reservoir of testosterone. So if you stop making testosterone, there's still a bunch of testosterone that's floating around. Okay, so you have to measure SHBG, sex hormone binding globulin, and then you compute the amount of free testosterone. So that free testosterone, think about like you have a key, right? That key can open a lock, which is a testosterone receptor, and cause changes in a cell that relate to the function of testosterone. Now, if you took that key and you stuffed it into a big wad of clay, then the key wouldn't work anymore. And that's what sex hormone binding globulin is. But eventually that key can work its way out of the wad of clay and, and be used to open up a lock. So total testosterone, SHBG, free testosterone. Now, there are a couple other things that we check sometimes. One is LH. Okay, LH stands for luteinizing hormone. So the way that you make testosterone is the hypothalamus in the brain sends a message to the pituitary, which is a little endocrine gland that sits right behind your eyes. Right, And that endocrine gland, the pituitary, makes two things. It makes LH, luteinizing hormone, and FSH, follicle-stimulating hormone. In women, same thing. It makes LH and FSH. Now, in women, FSH causes ovulation, and LH, I think, makes estrogen. But in the man, LH makes testosterone, and FSH tells your body to make sperm. Okay, And there's a feedback loop from testosterone back to the pituitary and the brain that tells your brain when to stop sending the signal to make more testosterone. So we can tell why you're not making enough testosterone based on LH levels. Does that make sense? That's yeah. good. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. You might, for those listening and watching, you might need to rewind that. So as you can see, it's not as unfortunately, as simple as just getting a total testosterone and saying, oh, I want to go on testosterone injections, or that's that's a bad idea to do that based off of one yeah. marker. Get all those markers, total testosterone, free testosterone, sex hormone binding globulin, luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone and have somebody like Judson here, review it and make sure you know things are in the right range. 
because it's such a there's a lot of moving yeah. parts here similar to cholesterol right Absolutely. it's not just total cholesterol it's like everything else that goes in between anything else to add to that well you know so i see a lot of guys coming from these like online testosterone clinics or you know fly by night clinics run by people who don't quite have the training that they should to advise people on testosterone because there are a lot of consequences of testosterone if you don't know what you're doing. And a lot of folks are out there just trying to make a profit off testosterone because testosterone is an amazing hormone and it makes you feel amazing when you, you take it. You know, any guy with a bat and two balls is going to do really well on testosterone. But I've had patients come into my office with complete infertility. I've had patients come into my office with a totally destroyed hypothalamic pituitary testicular axis. I've had patients come into my office with uh, liver damage from testosterone. And there's like this whole gym culture, bro science thing where they're getting their testosterone from Mexico or wherever they're getting it from. And it's a problem. And the, and part of the doctors are part of the problem, right? Because we're afraid of testosterone because we don't want to be the doctor that gave Barry Bonds or Lance Armstrong testosterone. We don't want to end up, you know, when a doctor ends up on the front page, it's usually not a good thing. And so I actually wrote a bunch of eBooks that are free. If you go to my website, brandismd.com and go to the media tab and drop down to eBooks, I wrote about testosterone eBook. I wrote one on performance enhancing drugs um, because I saw a lot of guys getting messed up by bro science and were taking, you know, Deca and Anivar and Winstrol and, and all these things. And they were throwing these names out and I was embarrassed. I didn't know what they were. I didn't, you know, I like I knew what they were, but I didn't really know what they were. And so I went through the trouble of kind of understanding what they were. And I wrote an ebook that kind of explains the whole framework of what these medications are. And then I wrote another one on testosterone levels, right? So I, I try to go out there and find the information. In it, but if I, if it's not available, if no one's ever written a book about it before, then I have to end up writing it. And so there's another one that's called Testosterone Levels. That's a free ebook on my website that talks about the levels that you get, whether you're doing creams or shots or pellets or oral or sublingual or nasal. I mean, there's so many different ways to replace testosterone and it's really bewildering, but this book kind of puts everything in, in, a, in a global perspective. I, I love that you wrote those eBooks. So go check them out. We'll drop a link down below. I remember uh, I used to own a CrossFit gym here in Miami, and uh, all those things you mentioned were very common with those doing CrossFit, these bodybuilders. Not really bodybuilders, but CrossFitters. One of them was Clomid. Do you, do, are you familiar with Clomid? Yeah, I use Clomid and almost... See, that's another thing, right? So Clomid is called a CIRM, Selective Estrogen Receptor Modulator, right? And so on my young patients that I don't want to put on testosterone replacement because it's going to make them infertile, I'll put them on Clomid because that will artificially boost their testosterone because they're not getting the negative feedback loop. But on all of my patients, or not all, but most of my patients that I put on testosterone, I also put on a small dose of Clomid because what that does is it blocks the negative feedback. And so the testicle now is still making testosterone and sperm. So if you're on high doses of testosterone, your testicles are going to shrivel up. Right, because your testicles are like, well, you know, someone else is doing my job, so I might as well just, you know, 
go to Miami and hang out on the beach. Yeah. Quick. Right? Yeah. And I, this lesson got driven home because I had this one, one guy came in for a vasectomy and he was this ex raider, like just a giant of a man. And he had testicles the size of peas. Damn. That's not good. Yeah. Well, you know, that's different than the people who used to come to my CrossFit that I heard who were taking Clomid. They were getting it from a website in India. They weren't on testosterone. They were just administering to themselves. What, what, that's problematic, <laughs> would you say? Well, I mean, the thing is, like, you work so hard going to CrossFit, you know, doing, like, flipping tires and ropes and all that stuff. And then you're going to put something in your body that you're getting from someplace in India? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, seriously, there's like some sort of discordance there. Yeah, it's like common sense. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah. Hey, Keto Camper, there's a simple tip that I teach to my students inside of my Keto Camp Academy that really helps them on their journey in the great land of ketosis. Now, a lot of people who do keto they tend to struggle because they are missing this simple little tip. And that is the importance of replenishing your electrolytes, especially when you lower your carbohydrate intake, like ketosis, you're going to lose a lot of extra water weight. That's a good thing. You're going to look lighter, you're going to feel lighter. But the kidneys go through this diuresis process and you do release electrolytes as well. That's why so many people do keto but they have unpredictable mood swings, energy crashes, they feel exhausted, and they're wondering, why am I not getting all those amazing benefits everybody speaks about with keto? The simple fix, use a high-quality electrolyte. The one that I use, the one that I love, is Upgraded Charge from Upgraded Formulas. I love them because it's a unique proprietary absorption method with nanoparticles, and it has a 99.99% absorption rate. This is maximum bioavailability. Upgraded Charge includes upgraded magnesium, upgraded zinc, upgraded sodium, potassium, and it tastes freaking awesome. It actually tastes like a non-alcoholic margarita. The flavor comes from a natural lime peel. Take upgraded charge during your intermittent fast throughout your day. Replenish those electrolytes and you're going to notice a difference in your energy, your mood, and you're going to really maximize the incredible benefits of ketosis. Upgraded Formulas has given you a 15% off coupon code for being a valuable listener of the Keto Camp Podcast. That is awesome. They're awesome. If you head to upgradedformulas.com and use the coupon code KK15 at checkout, you can get 15% off their upgraded charge and anything else you add to your cart. That is upgradedformulas.com. Use the coupon code KK15 at checkout. I will also drop a link for you down below in the notes. Let me ask you this question. Um, testosterone therapy. Fact or fiction? If you go on testosterone you have to stay on testosterone for the rest of your life. What are the nuances with that statement? So it's basically, it's kind of not true because uh, a friend of mine, Jesse Mills from UCLA, did some studies showing that even if you were on testosterone five, seven, 10 years, if you went off of testosterone, eventually your testicle would pick back up and start making testosterone at a reasonable amount. But not everyone gets their testosterone back to normal. And it's probably not going to be at the levels that you were before. 
But the thing is, you can take something simple like Clomid, and we sell Clomid in our office for a buck a pill, you know, uh, it's cheap, uh, and there are basically no side effects from it, and it can protect testicular function. And if you're interested in fertility, there's something called beta-HCG, which is a synthetic analog of LH and FSH that will do an even better job of stimulating testosterone and sperm production. So, you know, the thing is, that's why I made these eBooks because I don't want guys, you know, who get sold this stuff at the local gym to then seven, eight years later, find out that they're infertile or find out that they have to take this stuff for the rest of their lives because they're, you know, they're the one out of four or five people that test the testosterone just never came back. So, you know, the, the, my eBooks I write, it's not C spot run. You know, it's, it, it's somewhat technical, but, you know, I, mean, I believe that people are smart and I believe that people, if they really want to learn this stuff, will learn. It. I mean, keto is not simple either, but, you know, if you put your mind to it, you can understand some of these scientific concepts. Absolutely. I, ha- I have a question on luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone. What are your thoughts on a man who has really elevated levels of both? What's happening in that situation? Well, you know, it's kind of like um, the end of a horse race, right? You're coming down the, the, the stretch and the jockey's just whipping the, the horse as hard as he can to, to see if they can get the horse to run faster, right? That's what your brain is telling your testicle. You know, I'm sending as much signal as I possibly can because I, your testosterone production isn't as high as it should be or your sperm production. So, for example... Someone who has infertility is going to have really high levels of FSH because the the brain is saying we need to maximally stimulate the testicle for making sperm. And same thing with testosterone, right? That's one of the reasons we know that there's what we call primary testicular failure is if the testosterone levels are low, but the LH is high. So if the LH is high, you're maximally stimulating the testicle, but the testicle is not making enough uh, testosterone. And there's many causes to why that might happen, which is what you said. It could be smoking, sedentary lifestyle, obesity. But is there one that yeah. is like the main one that you've seen out there that causes that? There, there's really a wide variety of things. I mean, you can get things like mumps, you know, so uh, some some diseases, you can get infections, you can get uh, trauma, you can get you know, trauma from bicycle riding, trauma from football, um, testicular cancer. You can have undescended testicles. So you know, there's, a, there's a whole kind of laundry list of, of things that it could be. Yeah, you've probably seen it all as well. I've seen a lot of stuff. So you mentioned exercise for testosterone, weightlifting, especially lower legs. You had your ABC protocol. What else are some of your favorite ways to naturally boost testosterone? I know you also have some products you sent to me as well. Can that also help with testosterone? Yeah. So I have a supplement line that we sell at Affirm Science. And I work with a urologist who's also one of the top nutritionists in the world, who's a professor at University of Michigan. And I created supplements that really, you know, a lot of these supplements have like 20 ingredients. My supplements have like four or three, right? Just take the stuff that you know actually works that there have been scientific research on, and then just put that stuff in and don't put all the other stuff in. So in That's our testosterone, logic. yeah, in our testosterone boosting supplement called Support, which is available at affirmscience.com, 
there's DHEA. So DHEA is a testosterone precursor. Your body uses DHEA to make testosterone. Now, the knock against using DHEA was always that it also converted to estrogen, right? Because testosterone and estrogen, right? So men are from Mars and women are from Venus, but testosterone and estrogen are only different by one single hydrogen atom. So they're almost virtually identical. And so it's easy for your body to aromatize or to flip testosterone into estrogen. And so we put DIM in there and DIM blocks the conversion of testosterone to estrogen. Now, the other thing we talked about is binding to sex hormone binding globulin. And it turns out that there's something called Tonkat Ali, which is an herbal, a botanical that will bind to sex hormone binding globulin. So you get a higher percentage of your testosterone that's actually free. And then there's another substance called ashwagandha that's been shown to boost testosterone levels as well, right? So that's it. That's what's in support. And so you can expect support will boost your testosterone level 10 to 20%, right? That's as good as it gets in terms of a supplement. So all these supplements out there making these outrageous claims that, you know, you're going to roar like a lion and all that kind of stuff is, is you know, just a bunch of crap. Um, you know, realistically, if you look at the, the literature, if you look at the science, support has the ingredients that will boost your testosterone 15%, maybe 20%. If your testosterone is low, now, if you're coming in with a testosterone of six, seven, 800, it's not going to do much, right? Because you probably already have decent levels of those things. So this is only for guys whose levels are, are kind of low. And if you want to get to high levels. Like when I replace testosterone in my patients, I get them to between 1,000 and 1,200. Oh, wow. Right? Okay. Because that's the level, right? Yeah. So that's the level you are when you are 20 and you feel like you're on top of the world. So that's that's the level that you would say would be an optimal level. 1,000 to 1,200 is what you can that's consider what I get really up. Yep. Okay. Yep. And that's not always the way I thought. You know, when I was doing general urology, I was trying to get, you know, just what we call you going out or getting between five and 600, you know, that's going to be great. But you know what? Patients would come back and you'd ask them like, well, how are you feeling? Ah, oh, you know, I think I feel a little bit better. Right now I get my guys, they come in 300, 350, I get them to a thousand or 1200. And I'm like, well, how are you feeling? Oh man, I feel great. You know, I went for a, you know, I went on a fishing trip and I was able to climb, you know, the, the trails with my, with my kids and, uh, you know, my libido is back and I'm in the gym and I'm building muscle and I'm, I'm, I'm getting rid of fat. In fact, we have a Brandeis MD elite fitness challenge and, uh, my patients, cause we don't talk about weight. We talk about body composition, right? We talk about how much muscle you have and how much fat you have. I never let my patients talk about weight because I had a patient like come in a couple months ago and he's like, doc, I don't think things are working. You know, I only lost two pounds. I'm like, oh, so what? I hear you know, that like, all the time. Yeah, but I, said, me crazy. I, but I said, get on my body composition scan. Yes, right? and smart. He had lost seven pounds of fat and put on five pounds of muscle. And I'm like, dude, you know. Amazing. It's like fantastic. He's like 65 years old. Uh, I can't tell you how much that happens with me. Like the scale's a damn liar. I love that you look at other metrics. I have a, a couple questions on. Oh, by the way, first of all, before I forget to mention it, so it's a firmscience.com to get that supplement and other supplements. You have supplements for nitric oxide. I've been using that. Um, you gave us a coupon code KETOCAMP to get a 20% discount. So go to the link down below, use KETOCAMP. Thank you for doing that. Two questions Are you worried at all um, increasing testosterone over 1,000? Are you worried at all that it could? potentially signal too much growth, like cancer growth at all? Yeah. So um, 
that's in my ebooks. But the, the short answer to that is testosterone does not cause prostate cancer. Let me repeat that. Testosterone does not cause prostate cancer. Okay, fact number two, men with low testosterone develop prostate cancer at a higher rate and more aggressive prostate cancer than men with normal or high testosterone, right? So testosterone, we're changing the way that we really think about testosterone and prostate cancer. And testosterone may actually be protective against the development of prostate cancer. So, you know, you're at the time of your life when your testosterone is highest. No prostate is cancer. When you're 20, right? And yeah. you don't get prostate cancer. That's a good when point. When you develop prostate cancer, when you're 60, 70, or when you're, and your testosterone's low. So, you know, if you have aggressive metastatic prostate cancer, you probably shouldn't be on testosterone, although that even that now is coming under investigation. Uh, yeah, investigation. There's a guy, Abe Morgenthaler. Uh, he's at Harvard and he believes in what's called the supersaturation theory so that, you know, your testosterone will up to about 200 will stimulate the growth of prostate cancer. After about 200, you don't get any more growth. And so if you medically castrate someone with metastatic prostate cancer, you harm their muscle mass, their libido, their drive. And you may not be doing any more to drive the growth of prostate cancer. But that's still, that's kind of going deep into the rabbit hole of testosterone and prostate cancer. But let me just say one more time, testosterone doesn't cause prostate cancer. And low testosterone guys have higher rates of prostate cancer and aggressive prostate cancer than guys with normal testosterone. That's good. What about other cancers? Would increasing testosterone over a thousand contribute to any other cancers? Have you seen Nothing. that at all? Okay. Nothing else. But you know, the amazing thing is it reduces your risk of diabetes. That's been shown. It's especially type two diabetes. How, how do, is, there, is there a relationship between testosterone going up and insulin dropping? What's the, what's the connection there? You know, I, I don't know. Because that's fascinating to me that, yeah. you know, as you increase testosterone, you lower your risk of type 2 diabetes. But there, there are a number of papers showing you reduce huh. your risk. I'm going to look it up. Maybe it's because you build muscle. When you build muscle, you increase your BMR. And you're more insulin sensitive too. Yeah, you're more insulin sensitive and you drive down your fat. Uh, but it also may have something to do with the way that testosterone and insulin interrelate. But I, I, I don't know. Um, testosterone reduces your risk of heart disease. It reduces your risk of Alzheimer's. Testosterone is like sort of the magic bullet for, for men. I love it. Um, question on testosterone. What have you seen with boron uh, helping to increase bioavailable testosterone? Are you a fan of boron at all? You know, I, I've just become aware and I'm just kind of diving into the literature. So probably in a couple of weeks, I'll have a, a better answer for that. But I, I, I have heard about the relationship with boron and testosterone. Okay, well, follow, we'll follow you on social media to see what videos you put out regarding you that. All right, now you t I'll have to put something you up You got to do it now because my audience is going to follow you. What's your Instagram, by the way, so they can know? Uh, it is Brandeis MD. At Brandeis MD. We'll, we'll uh, put it so. yeah, down below. Yeah, Judson Brandeis. Uh, you know, my, I, I supply the content from my Instagram, but I'm too much of a boomer. I'm too <laughs> much of a boomer to know how to put stuff up. <laughs> I want to talk about P-Long, but before we do, I want to ask you a quick question on, on prostate cancer, and then we'll get into the P-Long study. Prostate cancer, what's the percentage of prostate cancer in the U.S.? 
Yeah, probably about 15% of men at some point will have prostate cancer. But, you know, it's a much smaller percentage, 15%. But a much smaller percentage will actually die of prostate cancer. So the most common cause of death in men with prostate cancer is actually heart disease. And then cancer? Yeah, so a lot of men will die with prostate cancer, not of prostate cancer. And we're getting better and better in learning who actually will die of prostate cancer because in the past we were over-treating men with prostate cancer. If someone come in with prostate cancer, we'd freak out. Oh, you got prostate cancer. You got to get take that thing out. Biopsy or take it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of guys had a lot of really bad side effects from the treatment of prostate cancer. So now because of MRIs, and I have a really good chapter in the book on this because of MRIs, because of genetic testing, because of um, a lot of studies on watchful waiting, we have a better idea of who to treat for prostate cancer and who not to treat for prostate cancer. Oh, that's good. That's really good to know. And your Instagram handle is Judson Brandeis MD. Yeah, you were right. There you go. Um, there's um, a gentleman, uh, Spencer Feldman. He, he came in. I work with Dr. Pompa and a group of doctors, and we mastermind every Tuesday. We, Dr. Pompa, my mentor, brought him in. And we got onto the topic of prostate cancer. I want to hear your thoughts on this real quick. His theory, I don't know if there's any research to back it up, but one of his theories to why prostate cancer is um, prevalent in males is that um, men are sitting down too much and there's not enough blood flow to the prostate leading to prostate cancer. What are your thoughts on that theory? Yeah, I, you know, he's obviously never operated on a prostate before. I can tell you from firsthand experience that the prostate gets a lot of blood flow. Even with somebody who's sedentary, obese? You know, the, so the, the blood supply from to the prostate comes off the aorta, common iliac, internal iliac, and then uh, inferior vesicle artery and the prostatic artery. And sitting would have no effect on the blood vessels coming to the prostate. The blood vessels come basically internally and, and up, and sitting would have absolutely no effect whatsoever on blood flow to the prostate. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm, that doesn't mean we shouldn't sit down all day, but it's not contributing to. Well, prostate I mean, cancer. sitting down yeah. all day wrecks your back. Yeah, it does, and not, not to mention so many and other. There's things. a great chapter in my book on that, but um, written by you know a really good chiropractor, um, but it, it doesn't affect your blood flow to the prostate. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up. Yeah, that's good. Um, and it was a theory, right? I'm not saying he had research, yeah. but I found it interesting. I wanted to ask you. All right, let's finish on. You were just here in Miami Beach a few weeks ago, and you lectured on this P long study. Men, you're gonna you're gonna love this part. So go ahead. What does this mean? Yeah, so I'm study? the first person ever to have grown a penis in length, girth, and function, and present it at a uh, a reviewed scientific meeting, the International Society of Sexual Medicine, where a bunch of Odd birds like myself get together and talk about these kind of things. Um, but, you know, so I, I, to be honest, as a disclaimer, I could care less how long guys' penises are. But I see a lot of guys come into my office as a sexual medicine expert who have done fillers, who have done fat transfers, who have done suspensory ligament ligations, who've had silicone stuffed into the penis, and they have disastrous consequences. And so I said to myself, there's got to be a better way to do this. And as a regenerative urologist, I use a lot of PRP. And so I said, well, what if we took growth factor, we took a, a traction device, a, you know, a stretching device, a penis pump, which grows girth, and the Affirm nitric oxide boosting supplement, which increases circulation and helps with nighttime erection. And so I created this protocol. 
and I got it institutional review board approved. So officially done a study. I listed it at clinicaltrials.gov, which is the NIH clinical trials website. I went through a lot to recruit patients. I had those patients get an injection of PRP every month for six months and do traction for 20 minutes twice a day and suction 20 minutes twice a day and take my nitric oxide boosting supplement. And at the end of six months, the average guy in the study increased his penile length almost an inch, increased penile girth a half an inch, and everyone said that their penis worked better, right? And these are normal, healthy guys, right? They're not guys with erectile dysfunction. So we couldn't really test whether guys were having super normal erections versus normal erections. But, you know, as a guy, you kind of know when things work better. That is really interesting results. So they were done on healthy men, you were saying. Uh, Healthy men. Do you plan on doing this on men who are overweight, uh, obese, uh, see that sort of population, how this works for them? Maybe there's a bigger increase? Yeah. So for guys with erectile dysfunction, they have other issues. So there are things like shockwave therapy and PDE5 inhibitors like Viagra and and the Amcella chair and a bunch of other stuff that we're working with to improve erectile function. But the thing is, you wouldn't want to bother trying to increase the size of the penis if you're not capable of filling it up with blood. Yeah, you're right. So this is just with, you know, like when they do studies, they're like, how many guys want bigger penises? You know, 50% of people say that they do, and then 50% of the people are lying. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. So that makes sense, though. If you have erectile dysfunction, your goal is not to increase your penis size, it's to get rid of, you know, find out what's causing the erectile dysfunction. So I love that. Um, anything else you want to add to that before we kind of recap? Yeah, so you know, it's something that you're interested in. And I'm not convinced, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not convincing anyone that they need a bigger penis that they should want a bigger penis. Your The size of your penis is up to you. If you're happy with it, fantastic. But what I'm saying is, if you're not happy with the size of your penis, you want it bigger, you know, longer, more girth, and for it to work a little bit better, don't do any of the expensive and dangerous things out there. Just go to p-long.com and learn about a natural way to increase length, girth, and function that's likely to be much less expensive than the other things that are out there and totally safe. And, you know, I can give you a reasonable expectation of how well it's going to work. It's going to give you about an inch of length, half an inch of girth, and better function. That's great. Okay, final question for you, Doc, is around the chapter you have about gratitude, vitamin G. What do you have vitamin G for today? Oh, man, I have so much gratitude for so many things in my life. I mean, I'm just looking outside now, and it's a nice sunny day, and it's in California. And, you know, I'm watching the news yesterday, and people in Ukraine are getting bombed, and people in Iran are, don't have freedom. So, you know, I'm just grateful for being in this great country. I'm grateful for, you know, our environment, and for the weather, and I'm grateful for my wife, and for my kids, and for my family, and I'm grateful for you for having me on this podcast and I'm grateful for my patients for teaching me so many things and I'm grateful for for my staff for helping me take care of my patients and there's just you know I just I overflow with gratitude I mean there's so many things to be to be happy about that you know, there's almost no time to be sad about stuff Beautiful. I love that. Gratitude rampage you just went on. I love that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've got vitamin G for you and your work. Um, 
I can't wait to have another conversation with you because I know you're always learning. You're always doing new research. And uh, maybe next time we could talk more about... Yeah, we didn't talk about VO2 Max. VO2 Max, yeah. So we'll bring you in next time. We'll dive deep. Maybe we'll do it in person when you come down to Miami next time. We'll do it here at the Keto Camp HQ. We'll put your website down below. We'll put the um, Affirm Science website as well with the coupon code, your social media. You have a great YouTube channel. We'll put all of that down below. And thank you, Doc, for being who you are and being so committed to not just men, but the, the world of health. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you're a man and you heard this one, this is going to be a game changer for you. And if you're a woman who just listened to this episode, bravo, kudos to you. Share this with a friend. Ladies, share this with your husband, your boyfriend, uh, a male counterpart. Men, share this with somebody you know. Get the message out there. Dr. Brandeis is terrific. If you want his book, The 21st Century Man, click the link in the podcast notes down below. And we'll put his website, which is Brandeis MD, and his social media down below. If you want to watch the video format of today's interview and all interviews, that's on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash ketocamp. Please consider leaving the show a rating and review. And don't forget, get registered for our seven-day free keto challenge starting January 9th, 2023. It's going to be our best one yet. You could win $10,000 in free prizes and be a part of an incredible seven-day experience. And it's free. Go to ketocampchallenge.com or click the link in the podcast notes down below. I have a lot of vitamin G for you because you stuck with this entire episode. Thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. I have gratitude for you. And I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.